You're listening to Passion Pod 29 with the Ticket to Ride group. Ticket to Ride is a group of lifestyle travel companies uh, offering training in surfing, skiing and snowboarding in the world's best locations. So how on earth did it come about? It started actually from our own gap year. I started the company with a chap called Lindley Lewis and we went around the world, age 18, with surfboards, exploring, travelling. Came back from that, went to university and realised that what we had done was... um, quite independent and different to everybody else. We had a very real reason to go to each place. And um, after university, uh, we decided to uh, set it up as a business. And the major inspiration for that was the ski and snowboard uh, industry, where there's plenty of seasonal courses where you could go from being a good skier to a very good skier. And we thought, well, there's no one doing that in surfing, so we'll do the equivalent. Um, We were teaching as surf instructors down in Cornwall at the time, and we realised that you can get someone so good at surfing in one week how good could you get them in 10 weeks and that came round and round in conversation and we were still looking at this winter ski market saying well this is what they're doing well let's do the same in surfing Um, and this also all got underpinned by Lindley doing a economics dissertation he had to do a small business plan um, and his title for his small business plan was ticket to ride how cool so it was part of his degree basically yeah and so that allowed us to really troubleshoot any ideas I mean so many people have an idea that doesn't turn into a business and then the other so many people say oh well I I want an idea I'm just not sure what it is yet so we had the idea and we also had economics tutors at Birmingham University giving us the yes and the no and making sure that the numbers behind the idea are working. But that is invaluable that is so cool to have basically your own sort of business mentors so did you then launch it straight off the back of finishing uni then yeah the decision for us was quite easy you know we were straight out of university it was 2005 Um, we'd worked as surf instructors for two years and we're thinking well why wouldn't we do this the numbers work the idea is great it's a market we know about let's go for it and so off we went in september 2005 to south africa to set up this concept so you going that sort of more the practical side wrecking where to send people to stay and your, yeah. your because we knew looking at the ski and snowboard market the leader at the time was a company called Basecamp and we knew what they were doing they were in the best resorts and they were there for ten to twelve weeks uh, whereas we knew in surfing that it's not quite the same there is always somewhere around the coast that might be better and we realised that we had to build more than just one location so we decided we wanted to do a tour from Cape Town round to Durban also the community element which is another really underpinning part of how we travel as a company it's always making sure that we've got a strong community aspect and we put something back into each community and um, and everything that we've done in in business has grown from there really but it's so cool because basically what's underneath everything is that you guys both have this ridiculous passion for surfing and you have such a knowledge that's what's you know your winning tool almost isn't it yeah yeah definitely like you can't fake surfing it's the one sport that if you're not into it you're never going to properly understand it very few people make a living out of surfing. It's an industry that is prominent through the fashion, but in terms of the actual surfing, it's, it's a very hard thing to make a living out of unless you actually know what you're talking about. So yeah, being into it was the driving force and just working for ourselves was the driving force really, going out there, traveling the world and doing what we want to do. And you know, we, we still, you know, seven years on, still enjoy putting the phone down to people that said, I'm going to do this. And we know that they're going to have an amazing time. And to call that a job is... Um, is pretty exciting. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, just give us a bit of a timeline. So you set it up seven years later. What's happened in that, that period of time? You've obviously grown as a business because you now do skiing yourselves. So, so from 2005, with its early beginnings in surfing in South Africa, we went through the early stage of a startup 
and uh, we're given a lot of support by um, regional business institutions. The Cedar Development and Growth Fund was very helpful to us. They gave us a grant and with that they gave us a lot of coaching. And that took us through to 2007 where the world suddenly went on its head. Um, but luckily we had enough traction as a business to be uh, able to see the last sort of four years through. And we've just been doing what we've been doing and doing it well. We didn't grow beyond what we knew about and then in sort of 2009 we opened up a surf school in the UK and then in 2011 we decided to make the move into the winter ski market. It's always been when we explained about what Ticket to Ride is it's always been oh it's the ski and snowboard equivalent of doing a season that we wanted to go into the winter sports market and rather than start our own idea there because we realised that we didn't have anything different that we could bring to the market we then went down the sort of M&A route I looked at the market and who's doing stuff that we think we could do better. So we approached a number of companies and thought, could we join forces? We'll offer the summer equivalent, of which by this stage we're sort of five years down the line, we've got a good reputation. Can we partner up with a winter ski and snowboard company? And the door opened with um, a company called Basecamp. Basecamp is it's the first company to offer Bayesian instructor qualifications in Europe. It's certainly the biggest company when we set up in 2005. It was the company that it was the website we had up when we were making sure that we got everything right about Ticket to Ride. And How then, funny! Yeah, exactly. And so you're we constantly for sort of 2000 and 2009, 10, feeling sorry for ourselves. You know, when's this recession going to stop? When's all this going to happen? And then actually you, you realise, and if you're an optimist, and I think if you are going out on your own, you've got to be an optimist. There's always, out of a bad situation, another good thing will happen. So out of a bad situation, which is the travel market went on its head, if that hadn't have happened, then Basecamp would have remained a sort of a competitor on the winter side and not now a company that we own. And um, we've now been running Basecamp for 18 months. Um, we've returned it to the position of market leader. This season we are in three resorts which is is mid-sized but it goes down to the ethic that we had at Ticket to Ride and have brought into Basecamp as you do what you do and do it well and I think you know the nice thing is for Lindley and I is that we're a partnership and we add different things to it so I'm constantly saying let's do this let's do that and coming up with all kinds of ideas that may or may not work and you need someone whether or not it's a business partner or it's a a trusted friend but it helps if they're a partner because they're in it their advice is actually reasoned or, or it means something to them to give that advice and uh, we've just balanced each other out and we've uh, we've stuck to what we're good at and we've scaled back base camp but by doing that last year we've now entering this year um, stronger than nearly every other competitor in the market so do you think yeah it helps you stay true to what your core values are I guess is because it must I, I can't help but think when you're saying that what a challenge it must have been for you guys as an organization that you were very much in your flow as Ticket to Ride to then incorporate a new organisation, I imagine, with new people and restructuring staffing. You know, that's quite a big change for you guys. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people said, um, you know, most ideas are start with good idea can't be done. And we just thought it's a good idea, well, let's give it a go. Doing a, our first sort of merger, uh, which actually ended up being an acquisition in the end, it definitely was the, the strongest thing we've done as a business. We knew how to get to the people that want to do base camp courses. Um, and I think that's that's got to drive it. You've got to have some very real knowledge in it. Um, and, the, and the staff that are within base camp out in resort are some of the best and most experienced. But in the UK, we felt that our sales and marketing team were able to deliver on both the winter and the summer side. It's why we looked at it the first time. It was the first sort of, I don't know, grown-up business things you know starting a business is one thing keeping a business going after three years is another and then taking over another business 
you then suddenly feel that you're you're doing it right and then the next challenge is and so many don't work is to make the business that you bring in contribute to what you're doing as a company my love what do you reckon your biggest challenge has been starting your own business if you start your own business you don't start it purely for the lifestyle well we didn't we love the lifestyle it gives us you know we're we're still going out surfing traveling the world snowboarding skiing doing some pretty fun stuff on a pretty regular basis you know three or four months of the year we will be doing what most people you know dream of doing but the biggest challenge i think is for us was age 23 or 22 whenever you leave university um, starting up was easy you know our friends were getting graduate jobs so that was fine we were doing what we were doing they were doing what they're doing but then as life's gone on uh, both Lindley and I've got married I've got a young son and Lindley's got one on the way and that just refocuses why you're doing it uh, suddenly it doesn't matter or it does matter but it shouldn't matter as much as it does how many weeks in the mountains you get I mean that's the lifestyle side of it but the real side of it is how much are you able to provide for your family and then also we employ people and there's huge, huge responsibility, and it's providing a real career opportunities for staff. Uh, that's a massive responsibility. If you just set up your own business and you work for yourself and, and you pay yourself the profits, and, and you know, good on you. And that's that has its huge benefits. But when you grow in the way that we want to grow, and we want to span the world with skiing, snowboarding, surfing, surf schools, everything. You know, there's a lot of operational stuff. We need staff, and those staff need to be paid. And that is when a business matures. A startup idea out of something you love doing is very different to an idea that is seven years down the road um if you were to start again what advice do you wish you'd been given the one thing you can't substitute is experience you know i'm i'm going to be 30 next year and even that's nothing I, i remember being at age 24 really sort of not understanding all these people that sort of almost put their little finger on my forehead as i'm sort of gnashing at the door to try and you know the next big idea and the next great thing and all that kind of stuff but actually what I've realized now is that 30 is nothing 40 is almost nothing and a lot of people tell our generation that we're working into our 70s so I've talked a lot about seven years experience as if that's something amazing it's 20 years experience that's when you start listening to people and I think the best advice I could give people is that in business or in life really everyone would do things a little bit differently you know they learn from every mistake from every success and people love talking about it people are very nostalgic about their experiences so if you sit someone down that has achieved in business if you listen to them and ask them sensible questions they'll go on and on and on for hours and hours and if you buy them a coffee buy them lunch or make just make it entertaining for them really don't ask them to do your work for you but ask them about stuff that they'd be interested to to tell you about and uh, you can get a huge amount out of that so just talking to people and just really just listen to this sort of, yeah, their experiences, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I, I've, I was always a mate. We've been given a huge amount of help along the way by people who, if, you, if we look at it objectively, why are they helping us? What is in it for them? And it is just a natural mentality of people that are into business and into careers and into just getting on in life, really. They will really react well to seeing you if you, if you seem very passionate about something and you'd just be amazed of just by being a little bit enthusiastic, really. And open, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and I would also say that, that that is something that so far Lindy and I have gone very much down the route of. We pretty much tell everyone who asks everything they want to know. And 
out of that we get a lot of advice back so far no one's used that against us and as soon as they do I'm sure that'll be a good lesson in life for me I think a lot of people when they're looking at an idea they'll have it and they'll they'll mull it over in their mind but they they won't actually put pen to paper and say right what is this idea what are they actually trying to to get out of it and they go I know it's a good idea and then you ask them why is it a good idea and then they sort of almost you can see they've got to that brick wall they go I just know it's a good idea and so then they, they would be able to write 10 pages on it but if you ask them to write one page say why is it a good idea and the reason it's a good idea is that they would be good at doing it and that the market they're aiming at that they know about and they also uh, are able to deliver what they're offering Um, so many people don't get to that Um, and you've always got to ask yourself these questions and there's no way that you can well me personally speaking you can't just have these ideas remember them store them up ask yourself the right questions and carry on you've got to write it down You've got to look at it again. You've got to, even if it means getting up in the middle of the night, I quite sadly have a notebook. And if I think of an idea, I'll write it down and then a week later I'll look at it and it's either a really good idea or it's a completely idea to nothing. Mumbo jumbo dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so many people just think that an idea is just going to come to them packaged up, ready to go. Not every business is normally different to the original idea. Every idea needs working at. You've been listening to Passion Pod 29 with the Ticket to Ride group.